who says i'm alone look inside my friend i have a city of my own hello everyone i am vasu chaturvedi your host for this podcast ringly pages in which i am going to take you into a whole ride of stories which includes stories written by writers from all around the world are you excited let's begin Since this story is written by Ruskin Bond, I would like to say a few words about him. Ruskin Bond, born on 19th of May 1934, is an Indian author. His first novel, The Room on the Roof, was published in 1956 and it received the John Quillen Prize in 1957. Bond has authored more than 500 short stories. essays and novels which includes 69 books for children he was awarded the sahitya academy award in 1992 for our trees still grow in dehra he was awarded the padma shri in 1999 and padma bhushan in 2014 he lives with his adopted family in landur masuri in the indian state of uttarakhand The Woman on Platform Number Eight, written by Ruskin Bond, performed by Vasu Chaturvedi. It was my second year at boarding school, and I was sitting on platform number eight at Ambala Station, waiting for the northern bound train. I think I was about twelve at the time. My parents considered me old enough to travel alone. and i had arrived by bus at ambala early in the evening now there was a wait till midnight before my train arrived most of the time i had been pacing up and down on the platform browsing through the bookstall or feeding broken biscuits to stray dogs trains came and went the platform would be quiet for a while and then when a train arrived it would be an inferno of heaving shouting agitated human bodies as the carriage doors open a tide of people would sweep down upon nervous little ticket collector at the gate and every time this happened i would be caught in the rush and swept outside the station now tired of this game and of ambling about the platform i sat down on my suitcase and gazed dismally across the railway tracks trolleys rolled past me and i was conscious of the cries of the various vendors the men who sold curds and lemon the sweetmeat seller the newspaper boy but i had lost interest in all that was going along the busy platform and continued to stare across the railway tracks feeling bored and a little lonely are you all alone my son asked a soft voice close behind me i looked up and saw a woman standing near me she was leaning over and i saw a pale face and dark kind eyes she wore no jewels 
and was dressed very simply in a white sari. Yes, I am going to school, I said and stood up respectfully. She seemed poor, but there was a dignity about her that commanded respect. I have been watching you for some time, she said. Didn't your parents come to see you off? I don't live here, I said. I have to change trains. Anyway, I can travel alone. I'm sure you can, she said. And I liked her for saying that. And I also liked her for the simplicity of her dress and for her deep, soft voice and the serenity of her face. Tell me, what's your name? She asked. Arun, I said. And how long do you have to wait for your train? Um, about an hour. It comes at 12 o'clock. Then come with me and have something to eat. I was going to refuse out of shyness and suspicion, but she took me by the hand and I felt it would be too silly to pull my hand away. She told a coolie to look after my suitcase. And then she led me away down the platform. Her hand was gentle and she held mine neither too firmly nor too tightly. I looked up at her again. She was not young and she was not old. She must have been over 30, but she had been 50. I think she would have looked much the same. She took me into the station dining room, ordered tea, samosas and jalebi and at once I began to thaw and take a new interest in this kind woman. The strange encounter had a little effect on my appetite. I was a hungry schoolboy and I ate as much as I could in as polite a manner as possible. She took obvious pleasure in watching me eat and I think it was the food that strengthened the bond between us and cemented our friendship for under the influence of the tea and sweets, I began to talk quite freely and told her about my school, my friends, my likes and dislikes. She questioned me quietly from time to time but preferred listening. She drew me out very well and I had soon forgotten that we were strangers. But she did not ask me about my family or where I lived and I did not ask her where she lived. I accepted her for what she had been to me, a quiet, kind and gentle woman who gave sweets to a lonely boy on a railway platform. After about half an hour, we left the dining room and began walking down along the platform. An engine was shunting up and down beside platform number 8 and as it approached, a boy leapt off the platform and ran across the rails, taking a shortcut next to the platform. He was at a safe distance from the engine, but as he leapt across the rails, the woman clutched my arm. Her fingers dug into my flesh and I winced with pain. I caught her fingers and looked up at her and I saw a spasm of pain and fear and sadness pass across her face. She watched the boy as he climbed the platform and it was not until he had disappeared into the crowd that she relaxed her hold on my aunt. She smiled at me reassuringly and took my hand again but her fingers trembled against mine. He was all right, I said, feeling that it was she who needed reassurance. She smiled gratefully at me and pressed my hand. 
we walked together in silence until we reached the place where i had left my suitcase one of my school fellows satish a boy of about my age had turned up with his mother hello arun he called the trains coming in late as usual did you know we have a new headmaster this year we shook hand and then he turned to his mother and said this is arun mother he is one of my friends and the best bowler in the class i am glad to know that said his mother a large imposing woman who wore spectacles she looked at the woman who held my hand and said and i suppose you are arun's mother i opened my mouth to give some explanation but before i could say anything the woman replied yes i am arun's mother i was unable to speak a word i looked up quickly at the woman but she did not appear to be at all embarrassed and was smiling at satish's mother satish's mother said it's such a new sense having to wait for the train right in the middle of the night but one can't let the child wait here alone anything can happen to a boy at a big station like this there are so many suspicious character hanging about you never know these days one has to be very careful of strangers arun can travel alone though said the woman beside me and somehow i felt grateful to her for saying that i had already forgiven her for lying and besides i had taken an instinctive dislike to satish's mother well be very careful arun said satish's mother looking sternly at me through her spectacles be very careful when your mother is not with you and never talk to strangers i looked from satish's mother to the woman who had given me tea and sweets and back at satish's mother i like strangers i said satish's mother definitely staggered a little as obviously she was not used to being contradicted by young boys there you are you see if you don't watch over them all the time they'll walk straight into trouble always listen to what your mother tells you she said wagging a fat little finger at me and never never talk to strangers i glared resentfully at her and moved closer to the woman who had befriended me satish was standing behind his mother grinning at me and delighting in my clash with his mother apparently he was on my side the station bell clanged and the people who had till now been squatting resignedly on the platform began bustling about here it comes shouted satish as the engine vessel shrieked and the front lights played over the rails the train moved slowly into the station the engine hissing and sending out waves of steam as it came to a stop satish jumped on the footboard of a lighted compartment and shouted come on arun this one's empty and i picked up my suitcase and made a dash for the open door we placed ourselves at the opened windows and the two women stood outside on the platform talking up to us satish's mother did most of the talking now don't jump on and off moving trains as you did just now she said and don't stick your heads out of the windows and don't eat any rubbish on the way she allowed me to share the benefit of her advice as she probably didn't think my mother was a very capable person 
She handed Satish a bag of fruit, a cricket bat and a big box of chocolates and told him to share the food with me. Then she stood back from the window to watch how my mother behaved. I was smarting under the patronizing tone of Satish's mother who obviously thought mine a very poor family and I did not intend giving the other woman away. I let her take my hand in hers and I could think of nothing to say. I was conscious of Satish's mother staring at us with hard beady eyes and I found myself hating her with a firm unreasoning hate. The guard walked up to the platform blowing his whistle for the train to leave and I looked straight into the eyes of the woman who held my hand and she smiled in a gentle understanding way i leaned out of the window then and put my lips to her cheek and kissed her the carriage jolted forward and she drew her hand away goodbye mother said satish as the train began to move slowly out of the station satish and his mother waved at each other goodbye i said to the other woman goodbye mother i didn't wave or shout but sat still in front of the window gazing at the woman on the platform satish's mother was talking to her but she didn't appear to be listening she was looking at me as the train took me away she stood there on the busy platform a pale sweet woman in white and i watched her until she was lost in the miling crowd i hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast i will be coming back uh, once every month or every week till then it's me vasu chaturvedi signing off